Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zammett, coming in hot with plenty of energy today on the 20th of March. Another man coming in with plenty of energy, Mr. Liam Hancock. How's it going, guys? It's Liam here. How are you, bud? I'm good, thank you. You pumped up? Yeah, pumped up. Big week. Um, Ready for a good podcast. Absolutely. And likewise, joining us, Mr. Roy Hancock. Yeah, how are we? On to the uh, second half of the season. Oh, geez. It's flown by, hasn't it? Yeah. It's really moved by quickly. Feels like the first half of the season's just flown, but... I'm really keen to see what happens in this second half of the season. There's so much unpredictability. And, and that leads us to today's episode, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Speaking of unpredictability, the big theme today, uh, the trade deadline's closing in very quickly. Yep. Uh, so today we're going to each give a couple of trades we'd like to see happen before the deadline. For sure. you got uh, a few good ones up your sleeve, Nick. got a couple of good ones, I think. Yep. I, I like one of them. Um, but I think these will certainly... <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound promising. <laughs> doesn't they'll certainly... Provide a bit of debate here, some yeah, interesting yeah, takes. For sure. Uh, before we get into that, though, guys, we'll recap some odds and ends that have occurred throughout the week. And before we get into them, just a quick shout out to our, our major sponsors of the show, InSport and Card Culture. Mm-hmm. Um, InSport providing the latest and greatest in sporting apparel and equipment there. Uh, you can find them in Hobart Centrepoint, um, as well as their Kingston store. Um, the team doing great things. Went in and said good day yesterday, yep. uh, just to touch base. Yeah, how'd um, that go? Yeah, it went really well. Oh, uh, that's good. Went really well. So, uh, yeah, good to see the team. Great people, guys. Be sure to pop in. And likewise, Card Culture there in Newtown. Um, you know, the, the memorabilia that they're just knocking out on a week-to-week basis mm. is second to none. For sure. Uh, yeah. So definitely worth popping in and saying good day and getting yourself, well, we spoke about the last couple of weeks, how um, signed memorabilia, the value's just going up and up and up. Through so the roof, yep. No sure. better time to jump on board. That's it. Uh, likewise, I'll, I'll, let's just pump it all out now. Uh, nice. Guys, continue to stay up to date with all of the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Um, oh, did we get our punishment up? Uh, yeah. it's, it's, we've done it, but we haven't got it up. It's in the process. Yeah. So our punishment we spoke about last week for the B-Ride or Goodnight has been uh, filmed and recorded. Um, the boys performed admirably, you could say. Didn't you? Yeah. Let's just say I nearly got knocked out. So. You were nearly knocked out cold. You took it like a champ. Lee's head almost got decapitated, really, didn't it? It did. It was uh, good viewing that, so that'll be up shortly. Um, and likewise, we'll, next week we'll have another round of predictions. Oh, that's so, come around way oh, too quickly. We don't like that at all. It has come around quickly. But, um, again, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, guys, for when the latest news breaks. Rightio. Kick us off with odds and oh, ends, Nick, God I reckon. damn, I need a breath. All the housekeeping's done. I'll, ke- I'll kick us you off. You want to go? need to have a breath. And I'll I might off. grab a breather. A couple of players um, uh, are going to be sitting on the sidelines for for a couple of weeks. Joel Embiid, he had that um, nasty nasty knee injury, and he's going to miss around two to three weeks with that. Um, and then a, a couple of other players we have uh, Baggles, Marvin Bagley. Um, he suffered a fractured left hand. Um, and then on the front of AD, he's going to miss three more weeks, and KD is going to miss one to two more weeks. Yeah, likewise, Jared Dudley suffered a torn MCL. Um, the ultimate team man for the Lakers will be out for an undisclosed length of time. They're, uh, they're dropping below eight now. They have to. Within uh, that, that yeah, is that's the big piece, the domino that uh, started the chain. <laughs> um, and Eric Gordon of the Rockets will likely be out for four to six weeks with a moderate groin strain. The big, the big one there, though, obviously, Joel Embiid. He's MVP favourite. MVP, yeah, for sure. And you were saying last week, I think it was on the episode, that, you know, if he stays healthy, then the Philadelphia 76ers will 
most likely, you know, contend for a deep playoff run. But it's just a matter of making sure he can string, you know, plenty of games together. Um, because if he can't, um, it falls back on to some of these guys who aren't as reliable, particularly what? in the um, scoring column. They've been, they've been going well without him, though. They've, they've uh, held their own well but, enough for now, but yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see, like, he is notoriously known for being... Like injuries, mm-hmm. um, so how he'll go when he's you know healthy, how they'll kind of reintegrate him back into the team, yeah. And likewise, now let uh, his MVP hopes. Do you think there? We put a post up on our socials. How long? T- so he's out for two to two three, to three weeks. weeks. Uh, it's not long, but with these like t- such a short, sharp back half of the season, the games will be you know flowing. Mm-hmm. So P- puts a detriment on anyone in the MVP race if you get injured. It doesn't take you out of the picture, but it sets you back a. F- a fair bit, and once you come back, you can't really slack off and, um, you know, ease back into the games. Mm. He's going to need to come out fit and firing if he wants to climb to the top of that ladder. I agree. It's a tough one because for the first time, like the last couple of years, Giannis is pretty well, like LeBron was a slight contender last year, but Giannis had it pretty firmly mm. in control. This year, there are so many names being thrown around, LeBron, yep. Curry, Dame, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. Um, the list goes on and on and on. So, you know, there's really no margin for error, it seems. And you get the feeling that even when he does come back, the 76ers might take more of a cautious approach with him for the rest of the season because if he's not 100% when he comes back, you don't want to underdone Joel Embiid coming into the playoffs. You want to make sure he's in tip-top shape by the time that rolls around. So it's going to be interesting, but, yeah, it certainly it certainly hurts his MVP chances. We're yeah, only we're only halfway into the season. Me and Nick were talking about it before the podcast, but it wouldn't surprise me if Giannis just made a full run for that third MVP in a row. I think he could because he's been mm. putting up insane numbers. He has been, and he has been severely underrated, you'd say, yeah. just yeah. in terms of the media side. Maybe that's his storyline for the yeah. second half, mm. the fact that he has been so overlooked in the first half of the season. What are your thoughts on him now, Nick? I know ah, for a long time you said go. he's overrated, but... Um, uh, Has the tune changed? The tune hasn't changed until he can do it in the playoffs. Um, Again, numbers are fantastic, but they only mean so much in the regular season. Um, If he can continually do it and carry this team as a back-to-back MVP should, in the playoffs is when I'll start to warm up a little more so. Okay. Uh, In terms of the MVP, though, the MVP is a regular season um, reward. Yeah, but yeah, I get no, what I you um, I get what you mean in his reputation in general. But for the MVP, it's a regular season award. I can't argue with that, Lee. Can't argue with that. Uh, other news here: uh, there'll be a new HBO series coming out soon about the Showtime Lakers. Oh, yeah. um, it's a pretty all-star, you know, couple of names that have been announced for this one. Adrian Brody will play Pat Riley. Uh, you might recall him. Starting Peter Jackson's remake of King Kong. Oh, okay, um, yes, Jack yep, Driscoll. Yep, there, that's yep. a hell of a movie, should mm, I say? For sure. I digress. Yep. Um, so he'll play Pat Riley and John C. Riley, most notably from Step Brothers, um, Talladega Nights, will play Jerry Buss. Yeah. So I love both these oh. castings. It'll be interesting to see him in a little bit more of a serious role. I was about to say I won't be able to take John C. very seriously. No, the, the guy playing um, Magic Johnson looks like the spitting image of him. I think does he? I don't know who it is. Couldn't tell you, but I saw a picture of him. Well, it's good. It's good. I know, Ro. You're what? It's second second chance. Oh, last chance you. Last chance you. Yeah. But apart from that, since the last dance, we've kind of had a bit of a void since. Of, of basketball kind of series. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so this will be great to have, I guess, that back in our lives mm-hmm. again. I know 
we were so engrossed with The Last Dance, it'll be good to have something else to sink our teeth into. Absolutely. No, that's going to be great. I'll keep an eye out for that. Um, some news released this morning uh, that the Los oh, Angeles Clippers are exploring trade options for Lonzo Ball. Now, Lonzo Ball has been, you know, one of these players who have been on the trading block for a, for a long while and throughout the course of his career as well, not just for the Pelicans. Um, so you sort of get the feeling that his time in New Orleans is coming to an end. It's just a matter of where he's going to be traded off to. And Los Angeles Clippers might be a decent option for him. No, the Hornets have been rumoured as well. Hornets, I don't know how Lee feels about that one. but um, Tez isn't going anywhere, let me just no, say that. Oh, no, you don't want to get rid of scary. You can have-, have you got his jersey yet? No, Imagine that. that, you get his jersey and then he's flipped oh, straight after. Straight on bonfire. You guys can have Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller, Jeezy gives Cody Zeller some hate, doesn't like No, him. I like Cody. You like all of them now that you're a Hornets yeah, fan, don't you? I got her. Um, oh. Yeah, well, that's interesting. He's certainly a name who has been uh, rumoured around multiple places of, as of late. Uh, yeah, I think he could fit in. I know the Warriors were also mentioned. Mm. Uh, there's a few places he could fit in, so certainly one who could be dealt before the deadline. For Bit sure. of a questionable um, decision from head coach Billy Donovan of the Bulls. Um, he's decided to bench uh, Wendell Carter Jr., which I kind of get, but he's also decided to bench Kobe White. Um, and he was having a, you know, a solid um, start to the season um, during this first half. And he, he's bringing on Sadoransky and Thad Young. Do you think that's maybe just, I guess, thinking of, you know, some reasons as to why he's done this? just to balance out the squad a little more because Zach Levine has been on an absolute tear. Mm, Um, Markinen's been playing better. Um, Being able to have, you know, a a strong second unit, you know, Levine's going to do predominantly the bulk Mm. with Markinen, the bulk of the scoring, but being able to bring on these capable players for the second unit. Perhaps. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Even even though I thought it was a bit Yeah, it was a a bit of a questionable one from Billy Donovan, but at the same time, you're right. Once that second string comes on, you want to make sure you've got the players who can keep you in the contest once Zach Levine has done his damage, which he tends to do. So, um, yeah, not totally opposed to it, to be honest. It'll be interesting to see how they go. They're another team that's currently... In and around the the mix, currently ninth. Um, yep. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how that plays out for them. For sure. Uh, no, you no, go, no, bro. No. Sorry, uh, I was, just was licking his lips. Uh, I was ready to go. go. You go you <laughs> I was go, ready man. to go. Um, just a quick one for me. Um, throughout the week, we might have seen that. Um, PJ Tucker has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Big one, this. It, that is a big one. It, it, essentially, it's a trade um, for first round draft picks and swaps, and DJ Augustine um, yeah, so coming was, over to the Rockets. So it was PJ Tucker, Rodion Karouks, uh, mm. a 2022 first-round pick um, that the Bucks received. The Rockets received DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson, plus a first-round pick swap and a 2023 first-round pick, um, and the Suns received Torrey Craig. I like this trade. Yeah, so I like I. this trade for all parties involved. The Suns got you know a capable player for nothing. Um and Tucker to the Bucks is he the piece that gets them over the line, do you reckon? I don't know, but he's a handy role player, and all the best championship squads have those really good role players. And they need a lockdown defender for the, you know, when they come up against inevitably the Nets or yeah, the 76ers, yep. someone who can lock down on one of the premier talents in the league. Um, you know, Karuks is... You know, him, they, they, a few pieces just make up the numbers. Um, you know, Augustine and Wilson are handy for the Rockets mm. somewhat, um, but they're in a complete rebuild. I like it for the Rockets probably more so than the Bucks for the simple fact that 
I think PJ Tucker sort of, it sort of felt like he was a bit out of place still. Like he was one of the original Rockets guys from prior to this season who was still there. Um, the rest of the guys have gone to other franchises. Yeah. And it sort of seemed like they needed to get rid of him to start this sort of rebuild over the next few years. Um, so that now that he's gone, they've got a fresh slate. Um, and That's a hell of a lineup now. You put him with Holiday, Giannis, you know, Brooke, um, you know, Middleton, I'm just trying to rattle through all the mm, names here, but yep. they've got a strong, like, top half to that roster. They um, do, yeah. You've sacrificed potentially a little bit of depth here in Wilson and Augustine, but you live with that. In yeah. the playoffs, the, you know, the rotation shorten. Yeah. Um, do you like it, Lee? The only thing that um, I have a couple questions about, not to you guys, but just the trade in general, is every time I've watched the Rockets play this year, and I don't know if it's because of his desire to get out or what, but that signature shot of his from like the Ray Allen corner, every time I see him pot one up, he just doesn't seem to knock it down. Um, and he is down from last year. He's down 6% um, percent from the three-point line. So I have a couple questions around that, but that's about it. I reckon he wasn't loving the situation in Houston, to no, be honest certainly. with you. So I think he's probably not at his best. But, you know, as we've seen with a few other players, a change of scenery can do them a hell of a lot of good. So I, And I reckon that'll be the case for PJ Tucker as well. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of other little trades that went down uh, earlier in the week. Uh, last Saturday it was, the Detroit Pistons received Hamadou Diallo mm. and the Thunder received Svi Mihailuk in a 2027 second round pick. Like this for the Thunder, um, you know, Mihailuk's a pretty, or he's more than a capable three-point shooter. Mm. And again, it just adds to their, their extensive list of draft picks. Um, just a minor one there. Uh, the Thunder also parted with Trevor Ariza to the Heat and received back Myers Leonard and another 2027 20, second round pick. Leonard w- is going to be waived. Um, yeah. I reckon his time in the league's probably done. I think so too. That one word has actually ended his whole career. Is it? It's, it just shows you how you know you're on such yeah. tender hooks at all times. Yeah. Um, so here's a little. You know, not to dismiss what's happened with him. Yeah. The Thunder now over the next seven drafts. Have 19 first round picks yeah. and 16 second round just picks. Crazy. God damn, that is absurd. Sam Presti is the ultimate war chest here. I don't think anyone can comprehend what's going to happen with the OKC Thunder because we've never seen anything like this before. Bit of quick trivia again for you, just to keep the mind okay. sharp. Can you? I asked this a couple of weeks ago. Can you name me the OKC head coach? No, oh, no, I can't. I, I keep forgetting his name. It's like it's an name. it's like a normal <laughs> we go polar opposites. It's like a normal name, isn't it? His first Mike name, Dagnall. yeah, Mike Dagnall. Mike. Yeah, right. um, I'm never going to remember that. Dagnall. I know. Ask, I'm going to keep testing you guys. In, we'll get there. Won't we? Two months, Mike Dagnall. Um, but a couple of little trades there. It'll be interesting. Um, like for the I guess for the next decade to see how OKC turn out. Mm, um, there's yeah. certainly have been the surprise packet last year and probably this year, so they're certainly in good stead for the future. Can't help but smile about that Myers Leonard. Just, he's just done for. He, he's history, yeah. isn't he? He is history, it would seem. Uh, a few smaller ones from me. Um, <laughs> throughout the week, LeBron James became part owner of the Boston Red Sox. Did see this. Um, making big moves off the court. Just LeBron's such a um, smart guy financially, um, making these business moves outside of basketball. Um, and is there anything he can't do, this guy? Like, oh, he's he's dipped his foot in everything, hasn't he? Acting, like, you know, franchise owning, can do it all. Not music, not 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 I, yet. I heard he's um like 
goal, his ultimate goal was to own an NBA franchise or team. Yeah. I mean, at the rate he's going, I Imagine wouldn't that. Owner versus owner, head to head, LeBron versus MJ. Yeah, God, that'd Ooh, be good. The battle we've all waited for. My Hornets are going to win, though. Buy the Cavs for a packet of salt and vinegar <laughs> chips. And it could be on his way. Probably pretty similar to what MJ got the Hornets for. <laughs> Another quick one. Um, throughout the week, Carmelo Anthony passed Hakeem Olajuwon for 11th all-time in scoring. He's he's had a bit of a resurgence this year, Carmelo Anthony. Like he's he's been a very valuable player for that Portland Trailblazers team. So much so that he might even be in contention for uh, six man of the year. So he could be that a was, sneaky chance. That was, that was my he? that was my shot. Yeah, well, you're, you're not out of it. Luke. God, he's such a he's always been such a good rhythmic shooter. Mm. And he's he's known for that pump fake, but his pump fake looks just like his mm. normal shot, so you really can't tell. He'll be top um, 10, won't he? He'll be top... Yeah. I think he's only a couple of hundred points behind. Um, he'll be up there in no time at all. Sure, yep. Here's a little more trivia for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Saturday, the record was broken for the most amount of triple doubles in a single oh, yeah. day with five. Mm. Yeah. On Wednesday, this was broken. Yeah. So the record didn't even last a couple of days. It was broken with six. Yeah. Can you name me the six players? It was like... You can do it as a combined... It was like Jokic. It was yep. um, Westbrook, I feel like, yep. was it? Um, I remember seeing this, but yeah, I just I remember can't remember. It. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise Some big me. names. Wouldn't surprise me if, like... I don't think he... No, nah, I don't know. Was Luca amongst no. them? LeBron? No. Giannis? No. No. Jeez, you guys bombed well, out saw here. It, Strike three, you're uh, out. It's 10.30am, mate. What are we meant to be doing? <laughs> James Harden... Ben Simmons, Jokic, Draymond Green, Sabonis, and Westbrook. So yeah, that's a that's a big six day. triple doubles in a day. Pretty incredible stuff there. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, do you guys have anything else from the NBA? No, not from the NBA. But I'm assuming you, we're looking outside. Well, I've got a couple of quick points here from the NBA that I'll rattle through. Uh, last Sunday, I mentioned to you guys uh, I watched the 36ers versus the Wildcats game. Now. This was one of the crazier games I've seen in recent memory. Um, the 36ers were just absolutely torching them. My boy Josh Giddy was on fire. The whole team killing it. They were up by 26 at one point in the second quarter. Weren't they paying like $13 too or something? No, no, yeah, no. Nothing. Game. Uh, what, no. what game? I was thinking of the one with, um, with uh, Cotton. No, that was the one. I think uh, they were paying 3 or $4. Uh, okay. Not, not, not 13, 13 or 14. No, no. Good. That's that's lively odds, isn't it? Um, I've been getting on that. So the 36, up by 26, I think they went into halftime with a 22 or 23 point lead. Wildcats have started the third quarter with a 19 to 0 run. 19 points to zero mm. and have just completely flipped the game on its head. Um, they took over from that point, got a 97 to 88 point win. The the big thing for me, though, was it was really fun seeing undoubtedly the best player in the league, Bryce Cotton, um, he had 34 points, two rebounds, seven assists up against the best young talent, mm. uh, Giddy. He had 14 points, eight rebounds, 13 assists. So it was really the kind of the present versus the future. And again, it just reiterated what a talent Bryce Cotton is. For sure. Um, so yep. huge stuff there. Couple of points on the trade, trade front. Uh, the Brisbane Bullets have parted with ways with Orlando Johnson. Uh, he'd been having a solid season, averaging seven points, four rebounds, two assists. Um, yet they instead signed Lamar Patterson from the New Zealand Breakers across six games. He's he's been playing well as well. Eleven points, four rebounds, a couple of assists. And the the uh, the Breakers have instead signed Levi Randolph. Um, he's previously been playing with the Cavs G League affiliate team, the Canton Charge. 
Right, so, okay. Someone with a bit of pedigree there. Um, he's played for quite a few NBA teams in the, the Summer mm. League. Uh, so, yeah, he comes from a more than capable background. Excited to see what he can do. Last bit of news from me, and this is a, a little more of a sombre note. Uh, big star of the league and, I guess, Aussie boomer Mitch Creek uh, is currently under investigation due to assault charges against a woman last November. Mm. Um, it's been an ongoing investigation, but has since kind of... Um, you know, come come to the forefront. Yeah. Um, the team is. Well, he, he has since denied these allegations. Um, yeah. But the team have said he will not train or play until further notice. Um, and the league has said it will wait until the criminal proceedings have concluded before sanctioning their own punishment. Now his boomer spot is in serious doubt. He's mm. it yeah. looks all but gone now. Yeah. Um, it is. Certainly hope. You know, absolutely do not condone any violence whatsoever against women. Um, certainly hope that the issue is resolved in a quickly and timely manner. Um, but, yeah, this is, you know, throwing his name in serious dis, um, disrepute. Yeah, disrepute. yeah, no, it's um, yeah, really, really disappointing to hear that kind of news. And it's kind of hard to make too much comment on it unless you know the facts, um, yeah. which we don't at the moment. So, can't really talk too much about it, but disappointing news regardless. Absolutely. Let's get off of that and onto the trade machine. Yes. Fire right, it There concludes uh, odds and ends. The trade machine is once again up and about. Uh, we've each gone two trades each. Uh, would you go through them, kind of say, I guess, our thoughts on them, whether we mm. think they're good or bad trades, and... Uh, yeah, we'll take it from there, guys. Out there, if you, you know, if you want to get on board the trade machine, mm-hmm. have a play around with it. It's, you know, it's enjoyable and infuriating at the same time. But um, probably more so the latter. Infuriating, yeah. absolutely. Um, but you know, send us your trades, guys. Uh, we'll put something up yeah. during the week. We'd love to hear your thoughts on our trades as well as any of your own. We'll pop the link up on the story. And yeah, then, might have to. Uh, then we'll uh, do your trades. Mm. Right? Do you want me to start? If you want. I'll start. I'm, I, I want to get this one off my chest. So my first trade, the Orlando Magic receive Kemba Walker, Daniel Tice, and a 2022 first-round pick. The Celtics receive Al Farouk Amino and Nikola Vucevic. Look out. Big. Now, the Tice and Kemba Walker. Okay. And the pick. So here, here's my rationale behind it. Um, I think having you know a real capable point guard in Kemba Walker would help the development of Cole Anthony. Um, Mark L. Fultz is out at the moment, so but even mm. when he's back, I think you look to offload him. I think Cole Anthony's the guy for the future. Um, they get a capable centre in Tice. He's certainly not at Vooch's level, but, you know, he can get some minutes there and mm. that might allow for a few more minutes from Mo Bamba, who, again, a draft pick, uh, a high draft pick they got. I'd like to see more out of him. Uh, I think the Celtics already have enough ball handling, so losing Kemba now that Marcus Smart's back isn't so much of an issue. Um, and I think they've seen enough from Peyton Pritchard to know that he's part of their longer-term plans, and they get that big piece. They get the big piece that we've That's you know, spoken about for so long, Vucevic. You know, he can do it all as well as being able to knock knock down the three ball. Mm. Uh, I think he's the perfect piece for them. I like it. I like it because the Celtics do need that big man. That's their weak link at the moment, isn't it? It is. Um, and Vuce's name is actually... As as ridiculous as it is, because he's been so good this year, and he's been so good for the last you know handful of seasons, his name's on the um, trading block um, because I think that Orlando Magic at the end of the day 
they're sort of in no man's land at the moment. And yeah. I think they'd probably like to rebuild, a full rebuild, which might mean getting rid of some of these players like Vucevic. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. You I don't actually, mind it? I actually like As that our one. resident Boston Celtics <laughs> fan, that's... Uh, and Kemba Walker hasn't... Hasn't lit the world, the world on fire, on fire. Um, no. so I, it's not the not the end of the world getting rid of him. Even though I like him as a human being and as a player, but you know, if you're getting someone to step into that big man role, which we desperately need at the moment, I think you'd allow that to happen. And I think the big point is, you know, Kimber Walker's value is still high enough that this trade could get through. Mm. Um, you know, he's certainly got the potential to play mm. better than what he has been, but he also now smarts back, less ball to handle. Could uh, could see a little bit of a decline whilst in Boston, so you'd want to trade while his value is still high enough. Yeah, agree. I, I've got a similar trade, so I'll rip this one off. Please do. Three-team trade, so keep your ears open. Three-team We've got uh, the Boston Celtics, we've got the Sacramento Kings and the Orlando Magic. Similar to Knicks, the Celtics receive Nikola Vucevic. The Kings receive Tristan Thompson, Marcus Smart, and Mo Bamba. And the Magic receive Harrison Barnes and Hassan Whiteside. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That is a bit of a taste. So, okay. like, like you said, Nick, the Celtics get that big man. They get the final piece of the puzzle. Um, yeah. that's He is really the difference between a, a team that can make it to the, uh, you know, the conference finals to a team that can win the the, the whole chip. Mm. Um, the Kings receive a well-cemented big man in Tristan, Tristan Thompson. They get probably the best small man defender in the game in Marcus Smart and a seven-foot monster in Mo Bamba who, when healthy, can just dominate on the defensive end. Um, and then the Magic, they're having a bit of trouble with scoring. I believe Harrison Barnes, who is a, an efficient scorer, can relieve them of some of those get troubles. He'd a big role there too, wouldn't he? He would. And then Hassan mm. Whiteside, he just needs to get out to somewhere. That'll give him minutes, and I believe he'd get that at, at the Orlando Magic. Um, yeah. With Hassan Whiteside, the only thing that I can think of is that it's an attitude problem. Yeah. Because he's got all the potential in the world, and we saw particularly when he was playing for the Miami Heat, he was going on long stretches where he was a 20 and 10 player, um, and now he's hardly getting minutes for a team which is, you know, probably one of the poorer teams in the league. So it's a strange one. And you just wonder whether teams would take him on knowing that he has that attitude problem. Mm. I, I like it. I like it for... Pretty well all teams. Again, mm. Vooch going to the Celtics is... I honestly think that's the perfect fit yeah. for them. I think that that needs to mm. happen some way, somehow. They need to do something to get that, get that, I guess, done. Yeah. Um, and in this trade, they get to keep Kemba. So imagine that. Oh, would you rather keep Kemba or Smart, though? Mm, that's probably. a tough one. Mm. Be- uh, I think I'd at this point. Yeah, let's, yeah, this is good. We can throw to our Celtics man. <laughs> to be honest, I think I'd, we'd probably get more value from Kemba Walker. Yep. Um, okay. And I, particularly given Marcus Smart's been there for a little while longer, and he's he's just everything Celtics fans love. Um, he's a, a dog on the defensive end. He's a really gritty team player, and he's a guy who can who you can see contributing to a championship going forward, yep. so Certainly. I think I'd prefer to keep Marcus Smart, but that's obviously nothing against Kemba. 
Good trade. I like mm. it. The three-team trade. Yeah, that's it. Good fun. <sighs> right. Do I get my Vooch one out of the way now? Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah we well that was talk. my second trade. I was like, ah, Nick said Vooch. Yeah, I'll yeah. get mine out of the way. And look, I've got him going to the Celtics as well. Don't want to make <laughs> this... Broken record. Don't want to make this too predictable. But as Nick was saying before, it is the perfect fit, um, particularly given that the Orlando Magic are looking at trade options for him. Um, so we've got Vooch to the Celtics. Then we've got... It's a three-team trade. We've got Nurkic, Tice, and a first-round pick to the Orlando Magic. So, the Orlando Magic get two decent big men. Nurkic, probably one of the premier centres when he's healthy. That's probably the the um, big sort of if, though, because yep. he, he hasn't been healthy. But they also get that pick, which helps them in their attempt to rebuild. I wouldn't even mind chucking in a, an extra um, future-round pick. For the sake You're a generous of their, guy. For the sake of their development and particularly given the Celtics have got plenty. Um, and then to the Blazers, we've got Jeff T and Tristan Thompson. So Tristan Thompson, I think, would play a bench role. You'd have Ennis Cantor still starting. He's, he's showing that he's, he, he can, um, you know, play that starting role. Jeff T, he's an older head, um, probably coming off the bench, well, definitely coming off yep. the bench, mm-hmm. sort of adds to their depth a bit more. Um, this is one where I wouldn't mind also chucking in a first-round pick. A pick as well, um, yep. So, basically, the big winners out of this, and I know I've got my Boston Celtics hat on, is the Celtics. They get one of the premier centres in Nikola Vucevic, but they, they do have to give up um, some handy players such as Tice, Thompson and Teague, the three T's, plus some first-round draft picks. More minutes for Williams, though, as well, which is good. For sure. And he's been capable. He's more than capable. So that's that's where I'm at at the moment. So the big thing is here, the big point from all of us, we need to get on to Denny Ainge and just tell him (laughs) to make it happen because all three of us are aligned that Vooch has got to go to the Celtics. Um, And, again, I like that one, uh, again, for the Celtics, most notably. Um, Losing Tyus and Thompson. Mm. Isn't the end of the world by any means, as we said, more minutes for Williams, which is good for his development. And Tice, uh, not Tice, should I say Vooch, is just the piece, the big the big ticket item. The only thing, uh, I guess that's the same with all of our Celtics um, trades with Vooch involved. Like, there's not <laughs> really a big man to um, come, come on for him. Mm, um, yep. I, th- I think we all... Uh, actually, we had Tyus still, but Roe got rid of Thompson. Oh, you've and got Tice. Williams. That's yeah, not, not is not for you. I'd rather Tyce over Williams in that centre role at least. Mm. But Rose yeah. got rid of both of Tommy. They're and both Tice. gone. Yeah, they're both gone. He's uh, which, put them both on the chopping block, which is all right. Yeah, well, you have to you have to get rid of something to get something. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's what we've had to do. Fair enough, fair enough, fellas. Round two. Yeah, go um, ahead. Do you want to go back to back? Yeah, double up. Or reverse it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. Um, For the second trade, I've got Bradley Bill Mm. for CJ McCullum and Ennis Cantor. Oh, jeepers creepers. So my rationale behind this is the Blazers would still get a legitimate consistent scorer to assist Dame. We've seen this year, even though CJ started like a house on fire, he's been injured and... Even when he's not injured, you just wonder if he's the guy who can help Dame go to that championship caliber type of basketball. Um, so yeah, they get they get Brad Beal to replace CJ McCollum. The only downside for the Trailblazers here is 
getting rid of Cantor, they would have to rely on Nurkic, who's been very injury prone, which would be a bit of a risk. Yeah. And also Zach Collins, who's in the exact same boat. Um, so if those two go down, or even one of those two, um, their big man stocks Who are in a lot of trouble. Who do they play at the minute then? If they made this trade today with both Nurk and Collins, <laughs> who's their centre today? Yeah, that, that's that's a great question. Um, that's no, trouble. Don't know. <laughs> this, this is this is probably best case scenario. But then I've yeah I've also said that the there is the risk that if these guys go down, particularly both of them, they don't have a heap of depth to replace them. Um, but I think the risk to reward ratio is pretty good considering they're getting a 32-point game yep. um, player. Rangers wants to play ultimate small ball with Damon Bill, no centre. Would you give up um, from the Wizards a, a shocking centre? Who Who is, though, on the would you, Wizards? Would you, like, there's, I, I don't know what the numbers are because I know you were playing around with this for a bit, right? Yeah, I was playing around you, with it for could two. Could you do like Nurkic that? and McCollum for Bill and... Wagner? Wagner. Wagner. Uh, so I've done it again just so they I don't even... Center. Wagner's, like, not even centre. <laughs> no, he's Yeah, not. gee, they're, they're, oh, I'm looking at their home they've, squad at the moment. Their big, like, big man stocks um, are, are in a bit of trouble, I think. Like, Tom, Thomas Bryant, and they've got uh, Lopez, and they've got Rui. I like the idea of Bill going to McCollum. That's the big pace. Yeah. Um, and then, I think him and Dame in the backcourt would be super strong. Mm. They'd be putting up a combined, you know, nearly 70 points a night together. Yeah, that's both such volume scorers, though. Like, is mm. it too much? Well, they'd have to stagger the minutes, like I'm, Westbrook and Bill at the minute. I'm just trying to think of other teams who have, like you could say, for example, Golden State, when Clay's healthy. Mm. And that, that works. We, we've seen that works. Slightly different um, players. Clay doesn't need the ball, though, does no, he? He just, just needs yeah. to catch and shoot. shoot. Yeah. Yep. But from the Wizards' point of view, they get a guy who can replace Bradley Beal um, and be a volume scorer, such as CJ McCollum. Yep. We've seen that he, he's a um, pretty consistent scorer. But they also increase their depth with Ennis Cantor, which is majorly... The Westbrook connection back going on. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. Would, um, would um, Damian Lillard perhaps take a um, James Harden role where he's still scoring and he's still clutch where he needs to, but he's, makes. he more he more facilitates. See, I think there's I, I personally think there's there'd be room for both of them to have an impact. I think maybe the points per game would be sl- down slightly for yep. both of them instead of you know Dame averaging thirty and Bill averaging thirty two. Don't think he'd mind that. He just wants a chip now, doesn't he? Just he wants a chip. Um, and if he has a slightly down night, Dame, which he rarely does. You've got a guy such as Bradley Beal who can pick up the slack, so there's definitely not as much pressure on Dame to be the main scorer every night. My um, only question is about this now. We saw them a couple of years ago make the conference finals. Yeah. Um, last year, again, we struggled Nurkic with injury. Mm. But since McCollum, Nurkic, Collins have all been out, they've held their own. Yeah. Um, Kent has been great. Lillard's been phenomenal, gaining some MVP talk. Now that McCollum's back and Nurkic soon to be, do you kind of... Because they're, they're up there. They're in and about, and they'd be a tough yeah. out for any team. Do you run it back once more this year and see, you know, what they can do? Well, I think... Oh, like, for, they'll like run it the back. the team they've got it. They'll the run it back for the rest of the year. Yeah. I... Yeah. Even though I've put this as a trade, it could even be a potentially a next year trade after the, um, after the, the trade deadline has been received. But... 
at the end of the day, we've sort of said a similar thing for the last few seasons from memory. Like we have. Do they do they just run it back one more time and see if the Dame CJ combo works? And we've seen that even though they've made the playoffs, they haven't. Oh well, the, a few they, years ago they made the Western Conference final, yeah. so we can see that they and the playoffs last year as well. In the playoffs last mm. year, by some fortunate circumstances. How um, many times do we say run it back though? <laughs> run it back. That's it. I'd so. say after the end of this season, um, start to mix it up if yep. they're not going places. In terms of Nurkic though, um, I don't know what I think about Nurkic because at the start of this season he was. Playing pretty god awful, and that's god awful. I love it when you get the god awful. That, that means they're seriously not good. That's somewhat due to I think he's playing a bit um, cautious because of his injury, and he ended up getting mm. injured, injured nonetheless. But I don't know what teams would um, would want to want to pick him up because he's so prone to injury. You're sort of playing um, paying for his potential, aren't you? Though, mm. like you you're not. Yeah, you certainly do take into account he's been injury prone, but you sort of. Take into Take. account also the best case scenario, which is when he's at his best, he's, he's, he's a very good player. Um, oh, it's a tough one. I like I like this trade, and that's the good thing about this trade. It sparked so much discussion. Yeah, uh, I think the only thing that I'm questioning is the is the for yeah Portland, they're getting rid of Cantor, um, who's been. Uh, yep. very serviceable, yep. and they're left with not much if those other two go down. So I might that's, have a tinker with it, but... A little tinker. That's my only worry as yeah. well, but I like the trade nevertheless. I uh, feel like also, before we go on, Cantor... I was just about to shut it down. Go on. Cantor is a player that is only good in some places, if you know what I mean. Like, he wasn't he wasn't too hot shot at the Boston Celtics, but he's come over mm. to the Portland Trailblazers and absolutely yeah, bowled a, out. Situation, he, he needs the role. He needs the yeah. role. If he's coming off the bench, he's probably not going to have a heap of impact, but he's got the starting gig at the moment, so he's been able to um, do Embrace his places. Yep. Oh, Lee, right. you're up. Trade number two from myself, two-team trade. We've got my boys, the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, here we go. Oh. And right. we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Charlotte Hornets oh, okay. receive... Jonas Valanciunas, mm, yeah. they, re- they receive Valley, and the uh, Grizzlies receive Devontae Graham, Cody Zeller, and a 2021 first-round pick. Mm. Now, the Hornets, just like the Boston Celtics, they get that big man that they really need. He'll put up points in the paint, he'll secure the boards, and he's going to take care of the paint on defense. Yep. Grizzlies receive um, a reliever for the young gun, Ja Morant, um, in, in Devontae Graham, our man, um, who'd come on probably um, for the second stringers and be that floor general. Yep. And they'd get a uh, big man in Cody Zeller, who he's not great, but I feel like he gets... He bit, can do a role. He he's gets serviceable. looked over because of his shocking hairline. Oh, <laughs> God. And then they get a first-round pick, which, you know, any first-round pick has the potential to make a make an impact on a team. So that's, that's my my um Valentunas would be massive for oh, this team. I'd love it. I tell you what though, it'd be so hard to part with for the Grizz, yeah. I reckon. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. it would be hard to part with cuz mm. he has looked he probably gets, you know, overlooked at Definitely. times as well for how good a center he is. Again, he does he's kind of like Vooch, can mm. just do a bit of everything. Actually, yeah. they're very similar. Yeah. Um Ooh, okay. What do we think? I I like it. I mm. like it. I don't know if the Grizz would agree to it. That's yeah, why I'm yeah. thinking, like, that's... Because who's their backup centre? Um, does well, J- does Jaron... Where's Jaron JJ play? 
Jaron Jackson Power Jr. forward more so, isn't he? Yeah, and but, he's, yeah, he's been injured, injured a fair bit I, as well. I, um, I like it for the, the Hornets, absolutely. If they can mm. get this done, Devontae has been, he runs hot and cold so often, um, oh. and he's kind of, with, I guess, the kind of coming on of Malik Monk this year, he's in mm. that kind of sixth man role, he's kind of become a little bit void to a mm. certain extent. You still yeah. shoot, having shooters is always good. Um, but he's not as needed. Mm, let's put it this way. If I was Michael Jordan looking over this trade at his big mahogany desk, <laughs> I would take that in a heartbeat. You because would, you, get you? That, you get that um, big man that they desperately need, I think, um, because I don't think you, if you go on a playoff run, you want to be relying on Cody Zeller in that centre row. Beyond by. Yeah. I'd much prefer to be relying on big um, Valanchunas. And yep. I think at the end of the day for the Hornets, as much as we love Devontae Graham, as you are mentioning, he's probably not uh, the player that you can rely on on a nightly basis. But as a second stringer, I As believe, a second stringer. Yeah. Which he would be. Would, he would add to the depth for the um, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I, the only, yeah, I think the only thing is Memphis Grizzlies wouldn't take it. Take it. Um, but I like it. Yeah, I like, I, I, um, I like the I like the idea of it. Well, yeah. My boys over at Charlotte Hornets, watch out there. Make getting, it happen. I had another one. Um, it was a three-person trade with it, with those, but uh, I decided to cut down on cut it down. too. Let's just say I was getting Jackson Hayes and Valanchunas. You would mm. want Jackson Hayes after that <laughs> poster on Reggie He's Jackson. He's been great. What disgusting. a disgusting. That, that was up there with... Um, Edwards on Watanabe. That was crazy, crazy dunk. Uh, My second trade, the Rockets receive James Johnson, Trey Burke, Josh Richardson, and three second-round picks, 24, 25, and 27. Mm -hmm. The Mavs receive Victor Oladipo and Daniel House. Okay, so, so, yep. The rationale, KP shifts a little more to the five till they get power back, Um, you know, they find themselves with another more than capable scorer in Oladipo, which enables Hardaway to still come off the bench and be that dynamic uh, mm. sixth man. Um, and it alleviates a bit of the pressure on Luka Doncic, can give mm. him another, like someone to set him up as well. He can set up Oladipo. Mm. Um, they, I think, like for House, he gives you, he can give you 10 points a night, yeah, capable. Good. He shoots mid 30% across his career. Um, I just think Oladipo might be the final scoring piece. They ran with the the best offense in you know league history last mm, year. Yeah. So I think this could really help them get back to that near level. Uh, the Rockets acquire some more draft assets. You know, they're second round picks, mm. but you know it helps them rebuild their asset base a little bit more. Um, they're in a rebuild. Oladipo's mm. on the way out, regardless. Um, and Josh Richardson, he's still only twenty seven. And who else to the Rockets? A lot uh, of picks. It was James Johnson, Trey Burke, and three second-round mm. picks. Um, Richardson, he should be given, if he goes to the Rockets, quite a bit of freedom. Mm. Um, in the 18-19 season with, the, with Miami, he was averaging about 17 points. Mm. So I'd expect him to be around that 17 to 20 mark should he get you know, the freedom that mm. he probably should in Houston. Um, Johnson can come in, be an enforcer for what... We'll be transitioning into a younger team yep. centred around Wood, Kevin Porter, um, and, you know, Burke's a capable guard, can play mm-hmm. some spot minutes here and there. Yeah. So, essentially what's happening is the Rockets are giving up one of their probably more consistent key players um, for a hell of a lot more depth and probably looking to the future as well to build sort of a core. Looking to the future, yeah, absolutely. Whereas the Mavs are giving up a lot more depth um, and probably a few role players for a guy who can assist 
Luka Doncic on a more regular basis than those other guys can. Absolutely, and they still keep all those first-round picks. Yeah. Um, that was a key part when I was doing it. I was like, oh. I don't know. I, if, yeah, I don't know if the trade would work if you did this, but I'd be if I was a Mavs, I'd be very hesitant to give up Josh Richardson because he. The reason they got him was because he's so good defensively. Yeah, they did pretty much a straight swap with Seth Curry. Yeah, that's um, it. because they didn't need the shooting as much as the defense. So Josh Richardson's actually very underrated and overlooked on defense. I reckon if you could get away with doing this without Josh Richardson or substitute a, another player in, um, yeah. I, 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 feel well, I'd go ahead with it. Yep. Josh Richardson won that, that they, they lack a fair bit of defense, um, with, without him. Yeah. Um, Would you give, um, instead of Josh Richardson, Timmy Hardaway? I, um, yeah, I suppose like he's great. He's off the bench now, but who's your real scoring punch off the bench? Then mm, he's, he's um, yeah, that's he's electric off there. Like, Brunson's not that like much of a saying though, Like we're saying though, you need to give up something to get something back. Like if, if that's your, if it's gonna be your off the bench, um, you know, scoring. To be honest with you, I think even without Richardson, I think that's all right for the Rockets. They still get a fair few pieces in a. You'd fair probably few. have to make it instead. Uh, Keep don't know what the, yeah, how you'd probably have to throw in a couple of first round picks instead of the second, yeah. um, and then again see if the money worked. Yeah, but again for them that's probably because Oladipo is going to leave regardless. It yeah, would seem so. Getting sure. those picks, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm. Um, and Dallas are probably in more of a what, not, not win, win now, now but no. they win so, much sooner than the Houston Rockets mindset. Definitely, um, definitely. So to get. A piece who whose age sort of, even though it doesn't directly align with Luka Doncic, he's still very young and he's got a lot of years Victor Oladipo left to provide. So, I think that that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. very good, no, fellas. We've, good. we've each proposed two trades here. A fair bit of discussion came about. We we're all aligned with round one, but we had some different ones there for round mm. two, which was good. Would have been horrible if we all, oh, we were all pretty much the same oh, trades yeah. throughout all six. That we proposed. Nah. Here's a quick one for you, just off the cuff. Who would you say is the one player that comes to mind who, before the trade deadline, will be at a new franchise? Okay. Before or on Drummond. It'll, yeah, it'll be Drummond. Andre I think. Drummond. Yeah. yeah, I kind of forgot about him until we mentioned him. Just talking, doing a bit of fantasy yeah. talk. Before. Well, you couldn't really trade him because a buyout is probably yeah that going to happen. Yeah, so, uh, maybe Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's up there for Another sure. Another name that's. Yeah. Um, like we we all mentioned Vooch in the first round. What is the actual likelihood of him going to a new team? As much as good as it looks for him to go to the Celtics, what do we do we actually think Orlando I would will part say ways? It's probably a thirty seventy split towards no. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yep. say it's more not likely than likely think, just yep. because I, I know a lot of teams say this about because they have to, but Orlando was saying they're not looking into trading him. Um They would have to receive something incredible to part ways with him, and I just don't think it's going to happen. But How old is Big Vucci? He's, uh, he's got years to give. He's got years to give. Um, he's only... Oh, no. Sorry, he's older than I thought. What? He's 30. Okay. So he's, mm. he's not old. What did you think he was? I was thinking he was 27. I yeah, thought he was to be honest, 28. I thought he was high sorry. 20s, but anyway. That's okay. Um... I think what we were doing more so is trading, trying to trade with optimism. Yeah. Um, we were. We just wanted one the bus yeah. we're, we're glass half full kind we of are. blokes, aren't we? we but are, uh, so. well done there, fellas. It was fun firing up the trade machine. I'm happy no one put 
scary Terry in their trades. No, he's, he's, he's here to stay. He's, he's a lifer. <laughs> a lifer. Um, well done, fellas. Again, as we said, guys, suggest your trades to us. We'll put something up during the week. Uh, let us know what you think thought of our trades. Um, yeah, good stuff. Let's move ahead to Hero of the Week. All right, fellas, we're back. Here all the week. Um, feel like I'm up this week, aren't I? I feel like it's been a while. Can do. Take us away. Take us away? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have gone for my Here all the week, Brooklyn Nets, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, but I guess within that more specifically, James Harden. Yeah, mm-hmm. JH. Um, the Nets currently on a six-game win streak, still going strong without KD, um, but Harden, he has had a monster week. So I'm just going to r- rattle through the three games. Uh Started the week against Detroit, winning 100 to 95. He had a 24 10 10 triple double. Yep. Um, that was just a little a little appetizer for what was to come. Uh, they beat out in the Knicks in a real thrilling game there, 117 to 112. Irving had 34 in this one, but Harden had a 21 points, 14 rebounds, 15 assists, triple double. Oh, dear. Um, he then outdid himself again against the Pacers in a come from behind win, 124 to 115. They were down 16 in the second in this one, and it kind of looked like the Pacers could really put the foot down. Uh, But Harden, you know, really guided the ship home. He finished with 40 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists. Stop it, James. Now, they're currently tied with Philly for the number one seed. Uh, I reckon once KD's back, we see Blake, they will mow them down, especially Mm. with them beat out. Mm, Agree. But the question is, is should Harden, should we be giving him a little more MVP tool? Yes. Uh, Actually... Yes, but he was at the Rockets for, you know, he wasn't there for a majority Have of this season. Have we forgotten about that? I haven't. I knew he was at the Rockets, and I feel like that's why he wasn't, he's not in MVP talks, because he he wasn't playing to his full potential over there. Yeah. And think, you really yeah. need to be playing to your full potential for the whole year if you want to be in that conversation. Well, he's, he's mm. been a killer, though, hasn't he? He has been dominant since... Uh, he should, but... Then again, I I want to see him win the whole MVP race. Well, our initial thoughts from memory were, was that, and this is when KD was still healthy, was that KD um, was if anyone was going to win it from the Nets, it would be KD. But since KD's been injured, James has taken that that MVP conversation out of his hands, and he's certainly going to be in the conversation, particularly with KD out for a, you know a little part of this season. Um, but when it comes down to it. You know, he, I don't think he'll be in the top three. No, I like. No. I think there's other players who are more valuable to their to their team. Um, I've been impressed with Harden though. Oh, I tell you what, he's phenomenal. been great. Yeah, um, certainly warranted here all the week with those I three triple doubles in three games. Yep, unbelievable stuff. Want me to go? Yep, fire away. Hopefully, me and Roe don't have the same one. Well, we might. Yeah. Do. I have. The well-deserving Ant Man, Anthony Edwards. Ah, he yeah. got an honourable mention. I was about to have him. I was, I was so I had his name down. Bloody hell! It's starting to finally make sense why this guy went number one to the Wolves. Um, notably, his game yesterday against the Sun. He led the Wolves um, to that massive W with forty-two points, seven rebounds, and three assists. Uh, the Wednesday, he put up 29 points, and the Monday, uh, he put up 34 points. And you said, you asked a while ago, Nick, um, have we been sleeping on Anthony Edwards? And I still say no, um, because for this whole season, he's averaged 
um, 16 points. Um, so the start of the season, it was starting off a bit slow. This last 14... That's not bad for a rook, is it? It's not bad. But the, these last 14 days, he's averaging 30 points. <laughs> and if you look a bit closer into it, um, his impressive run kind of started around the same time that um, the Wolves fired Saunders and brought in Finch. Cat came back, D'Lo went out. Yeah. Mm. Tell you what, get rid of D'Lo, just run with Edwards. Oh, he's just taking up space Edwards at the moment. Edwards and Cat, mm. um, try and get rid of him while he's got some value. Yeah. Um, but Edwards, tell you what, he's, he's coming up. Could he make... Could he make no, push no. for Rookie of the Year? He, he can't, but but he's been Do playing. You know what, Before we were saying between Lamelo and the second spot is daylight. That's no longer the case. Not daylight. It's not daylight. Not daylight. It's but still it's, a lot. But it's really it's, like, we were mentioning like throughout <laughs> this year when we've spoken about it, we've mentioned Halliburton. We've mentioned mm, quickly. Yeah. A little bit Wiseman earlier in the year didn't really mention Edwards, but now he's surging, isn't he? Yeah. What a week he's had, and I tell you what, the Wolves. You know, you look at their record and you think, oh, you know, they're pretty ordinary. We should get a, you know, pretty easy win over them on a night-to-night basis. Mm. They really showed some fight last yeah. night against the Suns. And yeah. I think on any given night, they're a, they're a tough team to beat. Like, they're going to be tough. Like Lamelo's done with the Hornets. I don't know if it's the same for you, but the Anthony Edwards is making the Wolves almost must-watch because I, I actually like tuning into Wolves games now and seeing him. I watched that game versus Suns. Me just too. That was so exciting. Yeah. I, mm. He kind of thought, oh, the Suns are pulling away. They yeah. took a bit of a lead into the fourth and you thought they might just put the foot down and kill him. I say this for most Hero of the Weeks, but he's almost actually doing everything, at least on the offensive end. Like, he hit down a massive um, three-point. Three point strokes mm. good. He and looks good from His drive to the to the baskets, um, good. He's converting some end ones. I heard Stephen A say he looks very reminiscent of D Wade, which I think he does as well. And Cat had a forty-point game as well last night, so they're mm. finding a little bit of cohesiveness there. Yeah, that's another thing. He, he's just the dunks that guy's putting up. That this, one on Wontanabe was just brutal. Him, they yeah. career-ending. Career-ending. He's my age, and as Lamelo, don't, is, don't, I, don't I stop it. saying stop saying stuff like that. I'm We're not it. comparing who, but I'm getting to that age where these NBA it's players. Are, isn't it? No, no, wait till you get to 26 20. and you're the same age as Giannis, who's a back-to-back MVP. Just yep, got his own sneaker line. Let's move on. Let's because we'll we'll sink into a deep dark yeah. depression here. But absolutely, he's he has been phenomenal. Mm, he's right. Oh, you've got the same. I couldn't even get a word in there because everything Lee said was pretty much what I had to say. But I, I think just the fact that he's he's so young but he's not daunted by the transition into the NBA. You see some rookies, even if they're high draft picks, yep. they take a little while to get going. And admittedly, first half of the season, he did take a little bit to get going, not to say he was bad, but he certainly didn't set the world on fire. But the last week or two he's seriously come into his own not necessarily reflecting in wins for the wolves they're still sitting at 10 wins 31 losses so you know they're they're probably going to struggle for a little while longer but he's sort of like a shining light him and cat are the two guys who you tune in to watch for wolves games probably more so anthony edwards now because he's more of a um, exciting player to watch um I agree with D'Lo, though. Like, I wonder what you could. Uh, would be. Oh, would have been. I should have thought about this before what? and fired up the trade machine with I him and see what you could get for him and yeah. what would have been the like the right pieces. I'd um, say trade him for multiple 
multiple role player pieces mm. because yep. at the moment that they're very very shallow and if you can build the team around Cat and Anthony Edwards and have role players surrounding them they start to win a few more games now that duo oh. yesterday was disgusting they both got 40 plus points I tell you what I'm I'm really excited you like there wasn't as much like last year we had Zion yeah, there wasn't that's as much was hype around this year's draft as a whole to be honest so I suppose no. I'll transition to mm. that this draft has certainly surpassed I think Mine and a lot of other people's expectations yeah, in terms yeah. of quality. It was kind of just an off year. We know this coming draft, Cade Cunningham, all the talent that's within that, Josh Giddy, oh, um, all the talent up. in that. But I think this year's draft class has done a fantastic job. Agree, yeah, I agree. And we we sort of look over even like even like James Wiseman, like he might not be having the numbers of these Pat guys, Williams Pat Williams. Williams. Quickly, quickly, it's been great. Oh, he got quickly. his first start against the Nets. How's that for your first start? He's um, probably been slept on. I mean, and when Ryan Saunders was coaching the Wolves, Anthony Edwards was coming off the bench. You yeah. Know? Um, and now uh, Finch has come in here and um, he's starting the Ant-Man and they're, they're winning against the Suns. Against the Suns, And they're yeah. playing them again today. That's, I'm going to watch that one too. That will be an interesting game to see. Mm. You know, we've spoken about on oh, those back-to-backs can teams kind of, you know, can the Suns now look at it and say, oh, what did we do right and wrong and really yeah. implement it mm. the day later? Um, I tell you what, if they can go back-to-back double oh. up against the Suns, that would be a hell of an effort. Start to perk up a bit after I that. I tell you what, you mm. start to look at him for Rookie of the Year. Yeah. No, no, no. I, mean, I, I think, I, honestly, though, if he can keep continue, he's not going to be dropping 40 points on a nightly basis, but I think he could make it a more interesting, like we kind of yeah. think it's a foregone mm. conclusion with Lamelo. Um, but I think he could tighten it up a little bit down the stretch here. I agree. Yep. Excellent. Good one. Well, as recapping here all the week there, I had the Brooklyn Nets and more specifically James Harden. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Likewise. Anthony Edwards. Great minds think alike, fellas. Well, huge episode. Um, you know, it's going to be a huge week because the trade deadline ends next... In pro- five days on the 25th of March. Right. So we're no doubt next week going to have a whole heap to break oh. down. There's going to be moves. There's going to be... Uh, Is that our episode locked in? <laughs> Pretty much. There's going Pretty to be well, some... I think there's going to be some big, big trades happening. Um, mm. So I tell you what, there could be a whole different landscape in seven days' time when we record next, couldn't it? It could be... Uh... How disappointing will it be if we get to next week's episode and there's like... <laughs> no trades. No trades. Another, minor. another Myers-Leonard gone or something. Uh, just something. Well, what, what's the biggest one that could happen? I think Vooch going would be enormous. Or John Collins. John Collins. Um, on his I know he's real disgruntled because um, they didn't agree on that contract. Heard a hot take of Lonzo and uh, Mello teaming up, so watch out. That oh. would be massive. <laughs> watch out! Watch out! Uh, yeah, I can't wait. It's yeah. going to be a good one. Um, you fellas have anything else you want to get off your chest today? No, this no, is not the really. sharing circle. The <laughs> not, sharing nah, circle. No. I think um, going forward, we cut this bit out of the episode because there's generally <laughs> not a heap that Lee and not I have dad with. Not a whole heap. No. But, I um, just need it for time so I can think of something. Because like, I always get these little these little flashes. But, um, yeah, great stuff there, guys. As well, um, saw something the other night. Sorry, this should have come in odds and ends. But the Jack Jumpers will be an- announcing a coach and some signings in the coming days to Jack weeks. Jumpers, we have a coach. Oh, not a coach, so some players, players. and um, assistant coach, <laughs> yeah, so okay. some more staffing members there. Um, so keep your eyes peeled. We're October, to... we're only, you know, seven months away now. That's going to fly. It's flying by. As I said at the start of the show, I can't believe we're into March already. Yeah, for sure. Nearly at the end of March. We'll put our, we'll put the trade machine link up on the story, send a couple in. Beautiful. Guys, 
enjoy what's going to be a huge week. Um, we can't wait to break it all down with you next week, and we will talk to you then. Love you, bye.